My name is Travis Intel. My name is Yuri Lowenthal, and you are awaited. Welcome to the Mad Max Fear Road podcast, where we talk about Mad Max four minutes at a time and go way into depth. Oh my God, it's a four minutes. Is, it, I, I still think it's it's almost too much. Here's it's what happened much. today, you guys. I, for, oh. I didn't set the alarm. I set a stopwatch, uh, and I got really entranced into the movie. So today we watched four minutes and six seconds of he Mad Max Fear Road. fucked up. I but promise we, we won't talk about that extra six seconds. But that's where all the magic happens. That's No, no, there's so the much magic. The best shit happens. The best shit happens in the last six seconds. So we actually backed it up, and we uh, we freeze-framed it at where, where it stopped, and we took the we took the picture. Right. Um, I, I do apologize. I didn't post that last picture. We should, we should just start posting pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we tweet it out. Well, well okay. wait, wait, to be fair, we haven't released the episode we recorded last. That's so. a good point. Great. That's a good point. So that'll be coming, guys. Get ready. This four minutes, Yuri, is, I would argue, is some of the most beautiful four minutes of the movie. I would argue it's some of the f- most beautiful four minutes in film history. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. It made me so erect. That I was I, listening um, to uh, our podcast. I hate to admit that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the only podcast it. I listen to. Because I forget what happens, and I want to make sure I have at least well, a consistent and, opinion. And I'm embarrassed at sometimes the things that I that I, that I I say over and over again. Well, my, that's my point, is erections okay. is something that comes up way too often on this lot, podcast. A lot. I'm embarrassed about it. That's okay. No more. We won't talk about erections anymore, except we can talk about boners, right? Rick, obviously, and rictus, erect, rictus, rictus erection. By the way, okay, let's jump into it because okay. rictus erectus gets some character development in this four minutes. He does. He's the guy who's like, dad, 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 dad. That's his character. Yeah. Dad. And so his Machiavellian little brother is like, I'm going to control the world with my telescope. Rictus erectus is like, dad, dad. Dad, wait up, Dad! Look at me, Dad. Can I have Can I have a brother? Yeah, make me a brother. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) he gets so deep. But here, um, so the four minutes is the the chase sequences is developing. Uh, They catch up now. We see the moment of betrayal, which we'll get to. Yeah. uh, With Shelley's throne and um, and they they go into the dust storm. So that's the four minutes we're dealing with here. But when Furiosa is going into the dust storm, Rictus Erectus thinks, she thinks she's going to lose us in the dust storm. Dad, Dad. You believe, Dad? You believe that? Dad, Dad, she thinks thinks she's gonna lose it. She thinks she can lose us. Yeah. Dad, Dad, she thinks she can lose us. Dad, isn't that a great idea that I said that? But, but we're right. She's she can't lose us, right? I love that they gave him time to develop that and made that his character, which is this like, just gross little teenage boy, basically, who's super muscular. Here's a question for you, and I don't think I brought this up. Um, unless I brought it up in the in that guest episode that we haven't aired yet because it's been a while now. You tell tell me if I'm if I'm crossing this bridge a second time. Um, I think that her whole plan was to. I think she knew that they were going to be after her, and her only chance was to hit that storm. I don't think I don't think she didn't know that that storm was. I think she you know through whatever technology they have, whatever almanacs or whatever they've developed. She knew that she was heading into a dust storm, and she knew that it was her only chance to get as many of them off her back as possible. I agree, hundred percent. I think it's one of those things that because we understand, <coughs> excuse me, we understand that she is clever and has thought this through. This has been planned for some some time. That I think we just let that go. That she has some yeah. knowledge of this, or it's one of these areas that has a perpetual storm kind of going uh, in different uh, degrees of intensity, mm-hmm. possibly. Right, right. Um, it strikes me as something that this world could could yeah. sustain yeah. is areas of temperamental weather. Let's talk about the storm. Oh god damn it. Let's let's first the reveal of the storm. 
that you know is a, is another Margaret Sixel you know stroke of genius, and you know George Miller's stroke of genius as well. Um, the reveal of the storm is then when when Nux spins the car around again, mm. we all see the storm. Like mm -hmm. all this, it reveals the storm, and As he all does. of a sudden it's this huge. Yeah, everything's motivated through character in this film in a way that's really beautiful. Even slight moments like that, he doesn't third person that. He he gives us Nux's reveal of the storm. Yeah, and so we see things that are important to the movie through the eyes of important characters. Yeah, that's it's subtle and doesn't maybe matter that much to a lot of people, but I would argue that it it makes for the difference between good st storytelling and great storytelling. Yeah. Like that's just a clever reveal of that thing. Yeah, every, also, everything like, is motivated this in this. Yeah, and yeah. Also, what the fuck is? Here's here's the here's another great little bit of visual storytelling that isn't you know spoon fed. Um, okay, it's a dust storm. Great. Clearly, it's more than just a regular dust storm. Um, it's a magnetic storm. There's it's a magnetic storm. Mm -hmm. um, and you get that because Immortan Joe's compass in his car goes crazy and he taps at it mm -hmm. really smart story then, then they're like like oh no it's a magnetic storm quick do this because your cars will you know and you don't you, no you tap that and then you know you see it's you know clearly that the first that first motorcycle hits it and the guy's toast toasted just in a great little sequence yeah. i i think this is another example of storytelling that is smart because if you understand what he's doing it's depth and interesting and cool. And if you don't, you're still with the film. If he, he taps the compass, you're like, okay, his compass is, what you know, I guess it's something with the storm right. is, you know, it, you don't have to get every detail of this movie to understand it, which makes it very, a very deep film. But just because you can keep pushing on it and the more you sort of d dive into it, like we keep saying, the better yeah. it is. There's a water bottle in the back of his car too, which makes sense. There, I never that saw does. that does. No, I didn't see that either. Sorry, there's a freeze frame. There's a water bottle in the back of no, Nux's car. Which May, of course, well, you know what? Maybe it's water. Maybe it's nitrous. You know, he's got... The, no, because he's got those big nitrous tanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, the... And the... Back to the, the storm. Um, I'll talk about that storm for an hour. I know you. you will because you, you just said that's it's it's so beautiful and it is I that that where they pull back and you just see you, the the magnitude of the storm mm. the magnitude of the magnetic storm. Mm. Um, wordplay is it just it just keeps pulling back and pulling back and they're like ants at the bottom of it and it's just this massive. Just when you think that shot can't pull back further, it does. It keeps going back and back and back and it keeps getting better and better and better and better and you see these like. How insignificant these people are in this monstrous post-apocalyptic world. The storm is a jillion times bigger than they are, and they're heading directly into the meat of it, and it can't be good. <laughs> like, you just yeah. see this coming, you're like, yeah. well, this is going to be bad for everybody concerned, especially for poor Tom Hardy, who is strapped to uh, the hood of the car going into it. Right. And then we have a little right. action sequence where he ends up behind the car. Right. Because he kicks fucking slit right off the back. Right. Um, there, there was another moment, God, there were so many things that I want to, I'm going to, I know I'm going to forget something. Um, there, I, I love that there are moments, uh, we talked about one last time, that moment that, uh, the eye contact that Max and Furiosa share. Yes. That, that make the connection. There is a moment that Nux and Max share mm -hmm. that even though they've, you know, you know, been in each other's circle now for a little bit. There's a there's a different kind of connection when Max is you know looking through the windshield and mm. Nux sort of looks at him for a second. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I, I saw that too. I really there. like that. I don't know if it's oh shit we're going into the storm. I, you know, I mean they are, you know, connected by a, a you know blood literally at this point. Yeah, and a chain. Yeah, um, which also justifies justifies so many things about the action of this scene. Do Nux and and Furiosa share a look here? 
Um, they haven't yet. Okay, okay. Because so far, a lot of our main characters are having these loaded glances between each other. Right. Although that, there, there is... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It just takes a second to do it. It's not like... Yeah. A, it, it really takes its time with those looks. And then there is that interaction, though, where now we finally get... You know, before I was like, what's the name of Furiosa's, you know, second in command or, you know, her, her first mate or whatever? It's Gru. Because uh, Nux calls out his name. Yeah. Um, you know, to try to get him to... And that's when... That's, you I know, love this the, moment. Cause the, yeah, because that's the first connection that Gru has with the other guys that, that Furiosa is, is this is not part of Immortan Joe's plan. So what's happened, basically, uh, just to catch viewers up. So oh, Furiosa, right. We were going to... We were going to... Just give... I think just we can do it as we go. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll sort it out. Okay. But, but I... So Gru comes up again to Furiosa, and he's like, what have you done? Like, he's now yeah. caught up to the idea that... Uh, the war boys behind them are attacking them. They're right. they're trying to stop them from going somewhere. So Gru now now realizes he is unintentionally has crossed a Morton Joe somehow. He doesn't know why or how it's happened, yeah. and that they are the fugitives now. And so he goes up to Furiosa and is like, "What what did you do? Like what right. what, what have you done here?" Um, and then grabs her by the throat. Yeah, and yeah. she knocks him it's, real hard in the face. Yeah, yeah. It is a, it is a quick turn on. You know, we established that they have a relationship, yeah. but it is a it is a quick turn. And when he realizes she's, you know, she there's no there's no question. Yeah, well, when she's he, put his whole not just yeah. his life, but his afterlife in danger. Right. I mean, right. listen, Guru is a true believer. We have to assume. Right. Um, and the idea that she would uh, use him to cross his god or his um, right. at least supreme leader. Is, is terrible to him. Yeah. I'm sure it's a really bad betrayal to make him do something against his moral code because a Morton Joe will never know who is in on it. Right. He'll if if Gru is right. is her second in command, he doesn't know. He it, could have been part of the, the plot too. Like he's really she's fucked him here pretty good. Yeah. Can I can I tell you how much I love Slit? Like more and more yeah, when I pay same. his 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 little affectations and his uh yeah, his, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> a, it's all really like you know, short like, wah, and you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, all the, yeah. you know, the he's, he's so excited about things. Yeah, am I mistaken in that? At one point, he lances a a vehicle, knocks it down, and like puts his hand up as if in triumph. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. He just, yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's 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 extremely excitable, and then he has he has the I never caught this this line before, but as he's you know. Um, as you know, they their 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 uh, tire goes out or whatever. There's too much weight in the front. Yeah, where uh, Max is, so they unlock Max. Is slit, you know goes to unlock Max to take him to the back. So there's to basically to throw him off the. Yeah, I think at that point they're just gonna ditch him. I think it's him. a counterweight situation. I think he's like, we need more weight in the back or something. Counterweight. I don't know, but then he yells decapito. Remember, like he's he like does. gonna cut his head off. I don't understand what or he's doing. Or was it decapito there. because the the bus saw cut off the? And this is a reference that I that I yeah. I meant to bring up last time. The on the front of the car, which gets a uh, um, uh, cut off along with two of the lance yeah. uh, bombs um, by one of the buzz saws, is the, the the flight cap from the the pilot. You yes. know, who shows up in both Road Warrior and uh, uh, Bruce. Uh, somebody Bruce Mooney. I don't know. Yeah, the guy um, who knows the, Mad Max really well in the second movie and then doesn't know him at all in the third movie. Right. You mean right. that guy? Yeah, that guy. Great. Um, but, uh, so, so another little, just, uh, uh, reach back to the, you know, another little, uh, good um, catch. Yeah. yeah. That's a great catch. But, um, but so when, yeah, when they need the counterweight, um, he, he takes him back and also, so all this stuff is motivated. The fact that, you know, it's not just that Max gets free or we just suddenly find some way to, it's because of the action that's going on Yeah, that, um, that he has to move him and gives him a chance to then, of course he, 
he fights, you know, and and thus begins the boot gag. Yep. Um, that we that, that is explain such a the, great. Well, explain the beginning of the boot gag to us because I love this little runner. Okay. The the, the boot gag is that, um, and it, without going too much into you know to to reference things that happen later in the movie, but um, so he, so Max and Slit are fighting on the back of the car, and uh, he 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 kicks him off the back, and uh, uh, Slit grabs onto his boot and he kicks him off and. So Slit falls off the off the car holding the boot. Yeah, uh, which comes back later in in a, in a great comic beat, mm-hmm. and then also a really touching unspoken beat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll um, get to that. Let's sidebar that because we'll, we'll we, sidebar. We remember, remember the boot. To, yeah, remember, remember the, the remember boot. the boot. Remember but the this boot. is another example of adding layers and layers and layers and layers to a story. This story mm-hmm. again functions. Uh, great without a boot gag. Yeah. But right. in order, in, in search of character development, humor, comedy, and connecting threads throughout the movie, putting a small moment like that into the film just makes it feel so much denser and richer. And there's just storytelling, storytelling, storytelling happening constantly in the film. Uh, and the boot gag is, is one yeah, of the starts it's good, it's of one great, of those great setup threads. payoff. Great yeah, setup payoff over and over again. I want to talk about um, something that happens at the beginning of this four minute clip. So this four minute clip picks up. Uh, at the tail end of the the fight sequence, the chase sequence leading into the storm. Right, the buzzards. They're still fighting right. off the buzzards. The, the buzz saws are coming, and there's bombs exploding, and we have an amazing uh, stunt that happens that yeah. I can't really tell how they did it. I don't know if it's a it dummy had to or been CGI. Comped in. No, it's a real guy, but it had to have been comped in. Because the first half of the shot looks super real. The second half of the shot, I can't tell what's going on. It doesn't look as real to me. Is but... it the one where he hits the ground? Where yeah, he's yeah. flying through the air and hits God the ground? God damn yeah. it. It's I good. love it. There's love this it. amazing single shot of this guy exploding out of of a vehicle and flying through the air and landing on his back in the desert. It's just unbelievable. It's an unbelievable shot. But the thing I wanted to specifically mention in this um, beat was the way in which the war boys attack this crane. So the crane, like we said in the last episode, every every attack strategy has a, a, a goal and a um, you know, they have a plan. Everyone's got a plan in this film in terms of how to take down different machines, different cars. They've seen them before. They have attack strategies. The strategy of this crane device is to spin around and rip the roof off of the, mm-hmm. the thing. Again, all these attacks, we saw this with the porcupine cars. The goal is to rip the roof off to be able to attack the driver. Once you kill the new, the brain, mm-hmm. the whole animal dies. Yep. So they're going for the, the soft underbelly. They're exposing the soft underbelly. Yeah. Yep. It's all very strategic, very, very smart. Um, the way the war boys attack this crane is, I would argue, super intentionally reminiscent of a bunch of aboriginal people attacking an elephant or, 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 or a woolly mammoth or something. Yeah. If you look at this, the way they do it, they, they have these over-the-head stabs and dives toward the thing. They're trying to wrap the neck. They're trying to get to the, the, the brain, the head. Right. It's so uh, orchestrated and so primal that it just feels so right to me. And it, it, it gives a certain life to the crane that I hadn't previously had because it reminds me so much of, you know, people in the jungle. Piling that, on a giant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does, did it remind you of that at all? Or do you see what I, I'm saying? I, I hadn't seen that, but now it's, it's you know, super obvious to me. They also, they're also familiar enough with these type of vehicles that they know the attack strategy. Somebody yells hydraulics. And they go for the hydraulics of the... Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he That's yells hydraulics. Smart. And so they're... they're, they're trying to get the you know the hydraulics of the because you know if you if you destroy if you break that 
then it can't the the oh, arm the the giant like shovel plans. arm can't. Yeah. God, it's so fucking subtle and and just jam packed. Again, I, I didn't hear that, and yet I still tracked the sequence fine. Sure. And yet, had I heard that, I would have even more appreciation for what was going right. on. It's just these these, these uh, football plays. These uh, you know. Yeah. War strategies they go into, and again, this is what they do: they do war. These guys do war, yeah. and they are prepared for these types of of things to happen. Um, also, I want to just quickly mention um, Nux's driving ability, which mm. he's a good driver. Let's just yeah, be honest; he's a, he's a yeah. great driver. He drives in reverse. There's a reason a Slit is the Lancer. Yeah, Slit's, <laughs> Slit, I love him to death. Not as qualified, <laughs> right? Just quite frankly, he's not as good of a war boy. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. do war as well. He's not. He does a different right. kind of war. Yeah, he's not smart. Right. Like he's the dumb, he's the rictus erectus of this of this bunch of this pair. Yeah, yeah. yeah he just he, honestly, he just happened to be along for the ride. Yeah, he got to throw a lance in a car. He blew it up. He felt really good about himself for a right. moment. Then gets kicked off by the blood bag. Right, and has to deal with that later on. Yeah. Uh, but again, kind of a dummy. Um, but yeah, so so Nux is is driving in reverse. Uh, it, while his lancer attacks and throws, you know, whatever bombs, right. exploding bombs at these different cars. Uh, and then just in a fluid motion spins that motherfucker around. Yeah. Back off because now he's going after the main target, which is right. Furiosa. Um, then they had that exchange, him and uh I wanna say Gar. What's his name? Gru. Gru. I'm bad at name. You again, you're the it's, name guy. The, I, it's true. But also it reminds me of did you ever No, you're too young. Um did you ever used to play the uh um or or you're familiar with the text based adventure games? I know um, Oregon Zork, Trail. Infocom. No. From the same, yeah, from the same era uh, as Oregon Trail. Um, there was a, a fantasy text adventure game that, you know, is almost laughable when you look at it now, but I still love it. It's all text-based. Right. Um, and when you're in the darkness, if you're under this house that you have to go to and you don't have the lantern, you can only proceed so far before you are eaten by a Gru. A Gru? It's a Gru, ah. yeah. And you are, uh, it, it's to show you that you need to fucking go and get the lantern, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. is, you know, you can, to get through there, you have to have that. Right. Uh, but so, so that sticks with me, which is, which is why Gru, the character in Despicable Me, when I, I can't hear that name without thinking, you are eaten by a Gru. <laughs> so I also good. can't think of being in the dark without, you are eaten by a Gru. It's, right. it's, it's in my DNA. Your, your sex life must be incredible. It is, yes. That's why, that's why we always honey, have sex honey, with the lights leave on. Leave the lights on, yeah. Leave the lights Please. on, I don't want to be eaten by a Gru. I don't want this to happen. Um, so Gru, so back to so you were saying. So Gru, right. So, so this is where they, they have this interaction. And then we do get the sense that, to some degree, all the war boys do know each other, which makes sense. But mm. Nux is like, Gru, what are you doing? What's right. happening? Right. Um, and then Gru gets betrayed by Furiosa, punched in the face. Correct me if I'm wrong, is that one of the only blood splatters we see in the film? When he gets, you know, when he gets punched in the face, blood right. flies out of his nose. It may be one of few. I mean, we definitely it. get one when Immortan Joe's jaw gets ripped off. Yeah, that's um, right. Unless I'm mistaken. But this is, I mean, for but, the characters get bloodied certainly, but in terms but of like an actual three hundred yeah. style blood splatter, right? I don't, I don't remember a lot of those in this film. Certainly up to this point, we haven't seen one, right? But yeah, blood pops out of his nose and. And he goes flying off the thing. Which looks great against white. Super good. It's, it's like everything was planned in this movie. It's like someone thought it through. But then Nux is really, really... Um, this is, I think, one of the first examples we see of him getting super, super serious. Uh, even the freeze frame we landed on. He, this guy is... is uh, hundred. We're getting an example of a 100% true believer right here. We're yeah. seeing a guy who has a mission. He is, he is going to risk his life. He'd rather die than fail. He sees Furiosa. He is the lead car. Mm -hmm. uh, they have fended off all attacks. They've got her free. 
And they even say, let's go get the bounty, the booty now. Let's go get the booty. Right? Oh, that's right. Booty, which which has so many different meanings because they're if they're after the, you know, the, the truck, which is the You're booty. You're talking about the ladies. But the ladies yeah. as well. So it, you think I mean, he knows so he's talking about booty? I no. think, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't booty. know. They, they, smell, they smell booty. Um, it, it works both ways. It does. It works both ways. It does. Um, and so, yeah, he's going, he, he's like, okay, it's time. And I think he smells glory here. I mean, this yeah. is, this is his moment to prove himself on the Fury Road. His, his moment mm-hmm. to capture his God's treasures. Mm-hmm. And I, does he even know? Oh, he does. He is told that Furious had captured the wives. I so he think know. so. Yeah, I think they must have been told. Yeah. Because when he's chained up, doesn't someone run past him? What happened? What happened? Oh, Furiosa made off right. with a uh, mo- something. More. Do you remember that moment? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, when he's when he's topping up. Um, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. In the blue tunnel. Right. He's uh, told Furiosa did something. Or stole something from Morton Joe. Or Is he wow. told what? Well, I guess we'll have to go back. Oh jeez, that's fine. I should we tune should, in after, in forty three weeks. After, after right after football. after seven times, I should I should know that. Yeah, so he or either does or doesn't know what he's it. trying to get. But all, all, all anyway. we're sure about is he's trying to get Charlize Theron to fucking cut it out. Right. Stop it. Stop right. stealing from my boss, my God. Right. Um, but eyes on the prize here. He's really, really focused on trying to get this back. Uh, amongst all this, again, multiple lines of storytelling at the same time. Um, against the backdrop of all this, we have this great, uh, just so you guys know, Fallout 4 version 1.04 has Update been file just installed. installed on Yuri's computer. The nerd... Uh, nerddom continues. Yes. It's, yeah. Um, amongst all this, we have Tom Hardy's story. So Tom Hardy is literally a pawn in this, in this equation. Uh, and yet we don't lose track of his goals, where he's at, what he's trying to do here. Right. Which is survive, which yeah. is always fucking survive. Yeah. Yeah. He takes every opportunity to, uh, to do that. Um, we are also set up, uh, with, with an interesting pattern, uh, with Knox that, that is, you know, slightly comical that, Every time he tries to do something really sort of heroic, um, you know, there'll be more later, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah, about yeah. to do this thing and then something fucks up yes. and, and it all, his like, tire. His yeah, tire like his tire, right. he's like, you know, he's, he's right on, he's about to get her and then the tire and that's, he's like, fuck, that's such know, a it's, good it's like, point. it's so, it's so, you know, it's so comic. It's see, he's, it makes him such a, a, a fop, you a know, or, lovable, or like a, yeah, he's a Falstaffian jerk. Right. Guy. Right. Oh, I love him. It makes yeah. me love him so much more that you pointed that out. Because you're right. Every time he tries to be heroic, he fails. Um, you know, this again, he's the emotional core of the film. And to make you have sympathy for a, the, the enemy, I mean, at this yeah. point in the story, right. Nux you is feel sorry for the him. enemy. Yeah. You want to hug this guy because yeah. he wants to be a martyr so bad. He can't right. die right. He can't capture anybody right. And you're right. The second he's got an, a bead on the target, his tire blows out. And, and we're lucky that all that stuff does happen because... If he had at any point um, achieved that, we, we would have lost. You know, he might have died. Yeah. Because he's he's perfectly okay to go out that way. Yeah. It's almost as if he's, you know, he's been touched by God or whatever. You know, he's been, mm. you know, he's been he's been given a, a a reprieve over, you know, unintentionally, intentionally, whatever. You know, to keep having these accidents that don't allow him to yeah. that that give him room to to later on redeem himself. Yeah, be an actual hero. Yeah. yeah, that that sounds like me reading way too much no, into it. But I, I but think I, I love right. those moments. I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't I mean, have noticed them otherwise. A hundred percent. I don't know about the, you know, the mythic part of it, but but the storytelling part of it for sure is right. This poor guy wants to be a hero, fails. Wants to be a hero, fails. Wants to be a hero, fails. Then the first opportunity he has to be what the audience would consider a real hero. Right. He succeeds. Right. Right. Which is goddamn gorgeous. Right. That's storytelling in a nutshell. Fail, 
fail, fail. When you have a chance to really succeed, you succeed. Right. And then that's the end of the story. It's because you're trying you're trying to do the wrong thing, and then you finally realize what the right thing is, there then you get to is. succeed. Why is it? It's fifty first dates. It's, it's, oh <laughs> so, my god! You know what? I actually love that movie. Should we do a separate podcast a separate, on fifty first dates? No, because that's an Adam Sandler. Because they did that on the you know with Grown Ups too. It's an Adam Sandler movie they watched over. Yeah. We we would we, we could watch fifty first dates fifty times. Oh, that's and pretend terrible. and pretend every time like it's the first time we're seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> That would be funny for three episodes. So I, and I, then it would be a tragic then, no, event. It would maybe maybe half of one episode. Yeah, I I know this in in Road Warrior. This doesn't apply to everyone because some people have two shoulder pads, like a full yeah. set of shoulder pads. But what is it with just shoulder pads on one side? Max Nux has it here. It shows up a uh, Furiosa. Uh, you know, it happens when, again and again. I would say what, it's what, a rocket launcher thing or something. It's got a groove. Right, what cut is in the it, purpose? I haven't seen one of those. Of yeah, I, of having it just on the one side, or you know, rather than two, because because Wes in uh, like I call them by name. Yeah. Now, uh, but now I know who that is. Right. Yeah. I retain information. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's Vernon Wells. Vernon Wells, which um, maybe is just a sh- short version of Wes. Wells, uh, Wes. Maybe that's why he a called him a Wes. Wes. All right. That's a Wes. Wes. It's Australian. Um, that's a horrible <laughs> Australian dialect uh, coming from somebody who should know better. Uh, but yeah, I, I've never quite figured out what it is. You know, maybe it's more mobility if you don't have both. But then why? Why the ones? I don't know. I mean, it looks badass. No, it it's always super has. Badass. I did it in high school. Did, I, I did put you? together a Mad Max outfit, and I I went to they they had old football pads at the. Your um, your nerd credentials I'm, are unassailable. Uh, it's, I don't know. So strong. They're, you are strongly. It is. They are strong. Good for you, They're man. Strong. No, I'm really proud of you for that. I think it's really Thank impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I I I think that the pads must be for. I, well, later on in the film, they have the. Um, she puts the gun on his shoulder. Is he right. wearing? His, is he wearing his jacket by that point? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But, but yeah, but you can't be, I mean, clearly they weren't setting up for that. Clearly he wasn't Not wearing it. Not for four it. movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The four movies set up for the one for gun the, payoff. For the, right, right. I honestly don't know. I, I, I've not seen any functionality for it, although we can be sure of one thing and that there is in fact functionality for it if it's in this film. Like that's true. Someone, someone has, someone has explained that to each other, and they understand right. what the deal is. Right. So, so tweet at us. By the way, I'm really bad at, at comments. Like, I don't know if oh. I, I don't know if I should look at comments. Can I on read the... a comment? Yeah. Is it the comment that... we just we just got? Yeah. That, that is I that okay? You? I would love to read. I would love to read comments as often as possible on the okay. show. You guys should comment, but um, because sometimes I don't always get the. I mean, Potomatic sends me a, a, a notice, but I can't. I'm not always sure if I should stay on the the comments on Facebook. Or on iTunes or I will this do or... better about it. I think the best place to comment is probably tweet Twitter. at us. Yeah. Uh, tweet tweet we'll at, at, at you are awaited. Yeah. Um, because because I know I'll be able to look at those. Yeah. And... I'm embarrassed. Here, actually, I'm going to check to make sure nobody's left anything. So let me read this, this comment from uh, Ian Tav- Tavener. Uh, thanks, first of all, for this comment. It's really, yes. really smart, man. Um, I won't read the whole thing. It's kind of long. But he made some really, really good points. One is uh, he pointed out that the person who died... Uh, before, before Road Warrior was Byron Kennedy, George Miller's producing partner. Uh, ironically, he points out in a car accident. So um, that's that answer to that question we've been dancing around for a while. Number two, amazing point. Lord Humongous was originally intended to be the goose from Mad Max 1. Remember how Goose was all burnt and beat up? Now imagine him with a neck brace and having worked out a bunch. It was never used, but the name morph carried through. 
that yeah. is yeah that is amazing. Genius. I love I love the call like like we did talk last time about the desert, the water in the middle of the desert from uh, Thunderdome. Um, being the water that yeah. Morton Joe has. Yeah, I yeah. love... Ian, Ian, that's amazing that you said that. And I, it's made me honestly think a lot about... Since you, since I read that, I've thought a lot about that point, and it's really, really interesting. And I, and I think it just... Uh, it, it shows us that we need to push on everything in these movies just because there's some sort of backstory, either from a previous Mad Max... Oh, guess what? Yeah. Ian tweeted at us, and I just wasn't... I, I hadn't oh. looked at... Uh, I hadn't... So Ian, it's our fault. So, so so thank you. I mean, no, this is this is this is great that we got it. And he goes on to talk about other uh, Australian revenge films. Uh, it's on the Potomatic uh, board. So to read his tweet or his comment. It's really smart and great. And Ian, thanks a lot for that. And I think I think Ian, am I wrong? Are you looking forward to uh, to this new uh, Batman Superman? Batman v Superman. Movie? Can I can I just tell you that I don't give a shit? Is that terrible? It no, it's not terrible because. But here's the thing, I have been sort of not giving a shit and just trying to keep my hopes really low, especially after the last Superman movie, which I, I did not like at all. Um, but as we've gotten closer and as I've read Empire Magazine's coverage of Batman v Superman, <laughs> yeah. I've started to get really excited. It's terrible because it's going to, because this, because Zack Snyder does this to me every time. Yeah. He, he reels me in with like a, a sucker punch, you know, kind of trait. I mean, sucker punch, Unfortunately, that was the title because that's what it felt like. Right. It's right, like, right. look, here's a trailer for what's going to be the best movie that, that I pulled the out of your brain. It's going to be the best movie you've ever seen. The review writes itself, is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't. I, I've tried. Didn't even try to care. I've watched the trailers. I get, you know, I see all the Avengers, but at a certain point, at a certain point... Did you point, see the Avengers? The new Avengers trailer came out with, with oh, Spider-Man. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the Avengers in the Batman v no, Superman No, 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 sorry. I'm, like, I'm, just, I, I lump, I'm lumping all comic book movies okay. together for a, for a moment. Uh, I, I Which is fair. I get nerd burnt. Like, yeah, and, and totally. I, totally. I love those those movies for a long time. Um, part of it, again, I hate to go back to it, part of it is a Star Wars thing for me. I just feel burnt on this culture eating itself regurgitation remake new th you know it's just like i don't care that spider-man is in the new avengers i want to i desperately yeah. want to like I, no, i'm I, not even being facetious i want to care no, i felt I the don't, same i, I felt the care. same about the spider-man reveal if you haven't seen the trailer yet again i mean it only came out yesterday but you'll spoiler see spoiler alert spider-man's in the new avengers movie fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> there's something about superman v batman that i that that all of a sudden has started to get me really excited. And I think it's also part of the kid in me yeah. that, you know, when you're growing up, you're like, what if, um, yeah, yeah. Batman, you know, who yeah. would win? And, and that, and having, you know, read the dark Knight returns, like it was the fucking Bible for, for so many years, yeah. the, the hope that they've worked some of that, 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 that stuff is in there. Like, I mean, I'm excited to see fucking Aquaman. Yeah. You know, I'm, I did wonder Woman. you like, I'm, I'm, I've all of a sudden in the, in the last week, yeah, gone from zero to. I get oh, it. Please don't suck. And I don't. I don't fault you for that. I don't. I. I. I get it, and I respect it. I really, really do. For me, it's just there's so much of my only so much of my childhood I can I can ramp up excitement for. And at a certain point, it's like, oh, here's another you thing. Betrayed over and over. It's again. just a thing. Yeah. It's not even about it sucking. It's well, that's part of it certainly, but it's not even about it sucking. It's just like overload. I feel like, um, especially when, when I, we were spending all this time rewatching Mad Max moment to moment and I see something blisteringly original and, and, and new, mm -hmm. um, there's a, there is a joy of nostalgia and a joy of recognition and a joy of someone doing something from my childhood correctly that appeals to me. Yeah. But, uh, there's only so much I have in my body. Like my, my yeah. nerd endorphins, your nerd endorphins, my nerd endorphins kind of like fizzle out after a while. Yeah. I know that's yeah. such a, 
curmudgeon-y jerk thing to say, but I... No, no, I, th- I mean, I think it's totally justified. Yeah. Um, I don't mean any harm by it, you guys. No. I get it, and I really do respect it. I think it's really, really cool. Yeah. Back, uh, back, back to... Sorry, Mad yeah, Max yeah, 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 that was a I, You know, as much as they love it when we, when we wander, um, they, I mean, you guys... You guys. You people who get the angry tweets. Which we will read. Listen, if you use up to three curse words in one tweet, I will read it on air. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ex- done. Done. Excitedly. Challenge. Challenge. Uh, challenge dropped. Yeah. At you are awaited. Um, I got something else I really wanted to talk about in this sequence uh, that felt really, really important to me. Um, okay. do, you, do you need me to... to, to no, it's okay. No, I'll, it'll, okay. I'll, it'll come back to me. I got so, sidetracked by Aquaman. Sorry. <laughs> the brainstorm Sorry. of Aquaman. My bad. Um, they, also, I want to talk about closed loops for a second because he's very, very good. There's, uh, you know, this Chekhovian idea that if there's a gun on the wall in Act One, it should fire in Act Three. Great. Um, he's very good about closing even micro loops. So he takes time to show us the the door to the uh, brides closing. It's a half second shot before we go in the dust storm. You know what I mean? Do you remember that right. shot? Yeah. Yep. There's all these little sort of closed loops coming. Right. And, and we're seeing everybody batten down the hatches, getting ready for this dust storm, which is really smart storytelling because it mm-hmm. makes us worry more about Mad Max. Yeah. He's Because he's exposed. Us. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, this guy's fucked. Look, they're covering up. She's got goggles on. She's got a mask on. He's got a mask on. He's got goggles on. Tom Hardy's left alone with a fucking grill over his mouth. That's right. all he's got. Right. And luckily, chained to the, once again, you know, something that is established and organic, uh, you know, be, you know, helping play into those logic loops and, you know, and, 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 and keeping it everything logical and believable. You know, he was, there's a reason he was chained to the car. Yeah. And that chain saves his life in the storm, essentially. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it keeps him, you know, he's also, you know, holding on like a, like, you know, like, like, a like, like a badass, the badass that he is. But he's chained to the car. We see the, the, the motorcycle gets picked up right away. That's right. Um, That's which right. Is, which is a, a, a beautiful way of establishing the danger of that storm. Because yeah. we see yeah. that it's crazy, and we know that it's magnetic because of the compass, but we don't know what the fuck it does. Right. And then the second this motorcycle goes into the storm, patow, zing, there's parts of people flying everywhere, every which right. way. Oh, I, uh, this, this is not what I wanted to talk about, but we should address it. I don't care. It. We should address Let's it. address it. This this sexual slur that gets shouted twice. Yeah, but do you think I I can't imagine that he's saying what we think is 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 slit yelling faggot. He is. Do you think he's yelling faggot? I really I don't know what else he'd be yelling. I was I I, I you it's know I, disappointing because at some points during the film they yell faggot. I think, like to frag it to to destroy it to blow it up to. But but you're right. But it's it's but a he's weird time to be yelling his lance that. at that point because he's not fragging anything. Right. Because it just it seems a weird a weird thing to, to if it's and, not and, and that agree. if it's not that a network or not network but a studio note would have to say it sounds too much it like sounds faggot. too much like faggot did you mean to say that and then and he would be like yeah yeah, yeah. okay I guess if that's part of the storytelling yeah, you guys listening if you, if you have a vote on that I'd I'd love to I'd love to hear it's a what bum you think. note for me and not just because of it's not just because of the loaded term which I don't like it's because. I really think in a futuristic post-apocalyptic world, certain insults will stay and certain ones will go. That one's already gone. Yeah. I, yeah I, so to have it flare up again well, here... And but I, that's I get, why I don't think that that's what he's but, saying. It, but the arguments for it are... It, the movie a, is too smart. It is, but the arguments for it are dumb kids in a super machismo culture. Uh, he set up a militaristic war boy... They're not educated. It's, right. the, it's the environment in which today that word would flourish, for sure. 
right? Right. So there's an argument for why it, it uh, intellectually or storytelling wise belongs, but I don't know. Listen, if it belongs and it's any any any, there's no word that should be ostracized from storytelling if it's period and it, if it makes sense, I I'll, I'll defend it. This word doesn't seem to fit to me here. That's all. And I, and I stand by it. That's why I don't think it's the word we think it is. Okay. What does it say about us if it's not, if it doesn't even sound like it says that? We're, we're both homophobic assholes. Oh, guys, I'm really sorry. It does sound a lot like you it saying does. that. It does. We should get on the Google at some point. Not now, but, but clearly uh, not now. <laughs> and, it's and against the law. Does George is George Miller homophobic? Is the question. <laughs> and I don't think. I mean, Dad, when, you, Dad, when you look at his Dad. when you look at his earlier films, he is the opposite of no, it's so homo. So there's so much homoerotic, and you know, the, just the fact in Road Warrior, they've got those. You, you lead like from the very top, you know, with the two male lovers, you know, with Wes oh, being the. Of course. The, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. The blonde haired. Uh, and, 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 and in actually in. Beautiful in, man. Yeah. Yes. He's blonde and beautiful. He has that hair. God, is, the hair was that good. That hair is good. Um, but even in the first movie, I want to say there's a, a very outward. Although I think Toe Cutter then. I don't know. You know, we're reaching back. It, does, it doesn't matter. Um, You're right. It seems suspicious that that's a word that they use. Yeah. In any case. Okay, so we're coming... Uh, so uh, just to wrap up this for a minute, just to give the things... I've, I lost the big thread of what I wanted to say. I don't know what it was. Um, but we'll, we'll come back to it. It'll come back. It'll come back, I'm sure. But uh, this is the... So this is coming into um, the end of the first major sequence, which we'll get to next time, I think. But we're ramping into the middle of this amazing, amazing lightning storm, du- dirt storm, dust storm, um, cyclone. There's tornadoes of dirt going in the background. There's lightning bolts coming down. And then Nux, who is now isolated from everyone else, mm-hmm. from his chase party, mm-hmm. sees Furiosa across the way to his right, yoinks that wheel off, and, and heads after her. And that's kind of where, where we end in the sequence here. Yeah. And 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 I have to, just, uh, just on a last note, uh, music. And I'll come back to it again and again and again. Mm. The music is so perfect for this film. And it's so well interspersed, you know, so that the moments of silence you get... Like when two characters are looking at each other, there's this, you know, it's in between the the music and then it comes back in again yes. hard. And then the drums that come in right as you see the storm and it's like, and it ramps up. It's, it's uh, Tom Hokenborg, a.k.a. Junkie XL, who I'd never oh. heard of before this film. And now he's done a, a bunch of scores for, he for so films. Good. Um, he is so and the po- good. And this is a dumb, nerdy thing to say, the post-audio mix is good because it tracks camera movements. It fades up and fades down as we get closer to things. And you really feel like you're in the swooping, occasionally you feel like you're in the swooping, you know, third party, you know, uh, bird or something that's going close to the, the doof warrior and swooping around. And, and the sound changes as you get closer and farther away from certain things. Yeah. It's so immersive. Yeah. It's such a great immersive experience. Also, we did get to see the guitar playing doof warrior. That's his name, that's, right? That's true. Yeah, the do for you. Good, good, good job. We got to see him again. It, I, got, he makes to, me happy. Every time I see him, he makes me happy. Him and his mother's desiccated face. Oh, I love it. I love that so much. I love you. I love you. My name is Travis Sintel. I'm Yuri Lowenthal, and you are awaited. <laughs>